As warrior dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away. But unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades. And it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download. And all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com. Uh, just download it, start, start implementing it, and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now. Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartomey, and this is the Warrior Dad's Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Warrior Dads Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Nick Horosky. I've been trying to get him on the show for quite a while now, and... Uh, Nick is a friend and is a father of two, a holistic health practitioner and the owner of Evolution Health and Fitness. Nick has taken his knowledge of movement and combined it with his passion for health and freedom to educate those that want to heal their own body. Nick offers various workshops, one-to-one -one coaching packages, weekly blog articles, podcast videos, and presentations. Thank you so much for being here, Nick Horosky. This is awesome. Jim, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh... Thank you. And, and like you said, we've been trying to connect to get this done for uh, a few months, I guess, mm -hmm. now. And uh, I, I had the pleasure of you being able to have you on my show. So I'm excited to, to be on and to be able to chat on yours Likewise. as well. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Sure thing. So Nick, just start off by telling a little bit uh, about yourself and um, how you got started at, you know, being a holistic health practitioner. Um, just a little bit of your past sure and then thing. kind of how it's evolved from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it started like, I, I always kind of say everything kind of, for me, it goes back to almost like uh, my mom and my grandfather, mm -hmm. right? Like with the garden and everything growing up. And I just remember being there. So it's just that having that like connection with something uh, as far as health goes. And then like, just as I got older, I was always wanting to be in sports, just being bigger, faster, stronger as, as you're a teenager. Uh, and then I went into college uh, when physical therapist came out uh still practicing as a pt uh but somewhere along the line uh really paul check uh he's he's probably one of the bigger influences on me in, in this in this realm and went down a lot of stuff with the czech institute uh i'll take a lot of their classes and just do a lot of their coursework uh so for me it's just it's been a big passion uh and has changed i would say a bit over the last uh a little over three years now that my wife and i have uh, two kids now. So really just trying to blend that health for, for ourselves, bring it for our kids. And I would say that's kind of the, the quick background for me. And now I'm just trying to live it, love it every day. Yeah, have fun I know you it. have um, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, right? Yeah. So congratulations yes. on the one-year-old. What's his name? Uh, the little guy is Max and the older one is Cooper. Nice. Uh, and they are they are quite the duo right now. It's, <laughs> so, I, and here, I mean, I can't like go away. Like one thing that fascinates me about little kids is movement, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, I'm sitting on the floor kind of just like moving, stretching a little bit uh, after working out this morning. Now that we're getting talks, so I get that little bit of extra stretching time, mobilization time for the day. But I am absolutely fascinated watching kids go through that. Okay. First, it's just learning to like, sit up a little bit, like roll over, like just do those things. And then they go start hitting perfect movement patterns. Like I'm still just trying to hit that perfect squat like they do. And that's the one that I think fascinates me the most is just uninhibited movement by little kids and how they can just do those things so effortlessly. And 
like no big deal. It's just like yeah, they they have the strength, they have the mobility to hit all those different positions and not even bad. I know at it. it's awesome. I got my son doing um, push ups right now. He's been he now how old he's is six. he? Okay, I knew he was a couple years yeah, old. He's but yeah, he's six. And so, but he's been, you know, I have a TRX down in the studio. I have squat machine, or uh, not squat machine, a squat right. rack, uh, cable machines, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And he loves it. I got one of these like little balls. I don't know. I don't even know like what shape it would be considered, but it's got all these crazy different sides, probably like a 15 sided thing. And you roll it and it's got all these different workouts on there. You know, he's like, dad, what's a burpee? So I show him a burpee and he's like, all right, there's 10. So he does 10 burpees. And then he, so he has so much fun with it. He hangs upside down on the TRX. But one of the things he was doing is that he was holding himself up on the TRX as long as he could. And he just kept doing it and doing Mm -hmm. it and doing it. And now, you know, he could do a chin up. And he's showing kids at school, like, you know, chin-ups and push-ups. And he, his gym teacher actually just had him do push-ups the other day in class. I think he banged out like 10. And other kids were trying to do it, he said. He's like, he was, I was like, did anybody else try to do it with you? He's like, one kid tried to. He's like, but he didn't get it. <laughs> but see, that's the beauty of it. Like, so, and, and this is what we're even just chatting about a little bit, right? So it's, they just see you, like, kids see us doing these things all the time. Or don't see mm-hmm. us doing them, right? So it can be one thing or the other. And if, if they're taking that time, like, hey, we're spending time around our kids, but hey, still trying to get a workout in, that kind of stuff. They're watching us do these things. Like, how many times does he want to just go, like, if you're doing a workout, like, come down with you, try doing some of the same stuff. Or like you said, just climbing on everything, just trying to be involved with it. Like, that is so fantastic. And now it's, he's already, his peers are already interested in it. Like, that's the cool thing, too. So he can be able to show that. Or the gym teacher already recognized, like, okay, this kid actually knows how to move. Not just that he can move, but actually moves properly yeah. too. Well, people have seen him on playgrounds and stuff like that. And he can do uh, the monkey bars great. And he doesn't just, you know, put one hand there and grab the other, uh, bring both hands to the one bar. He's, you know, swinging like one, one hand, like on one, hand one hand, yeah. one hand. And he's not uh, a big kid. You know, I mean, he's, he's a little tall, mm-hmm. not overly tall, but he's not like this thick you know, big hit, but he is strong. And, you know, I, I call him just lean and mean, of course, because he eats good food and he's not, he's not puffy. He doesn't have like a lot of fat on him. Right. And, uh, someone saw, someone saw him and they're like, Oh my gosh, look at that kid go. I was like, yeah, that's, you know, he, he can do it. So like, is that your son? I said, yeah, he could do all 12 monkey bars, you know, at the playground. It's kind of like an S pattern. And they're like, man, he doesn't, they're like, he doesn't okay. look that strong. I was like, oh, okay. You know, like, you know, no big deal. Like, he's, you know, <laughs> You're underestimating him, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he comes down to the studio and works out with me all the time, you know, and it's actually a good way for us to, uh, spend time together. And then I got a picture of him doing Bosu squats. You know, I just put a dowel on his back and he's doing Bosu squats. Um, and, uh, the pictures actually <laughs> on my Instagram from, it was like a year ago. It was like last September. So it is, it is cool, but it's actually Kind of like you said, uh, it's a great segue to kind of like what you're here to talk about today is, like, you know, still making time for yourself, you know, as a dad and, and making yourself a priority and keeping yourself strong um, because you have to, you know, just from being a functional human perspective, but then also being that role model to your kids. Right. So I want you to talk a little bit more about that. And what's what is you, you know, how, how are you balancing being a dad of two with having, you know, a, a new son? within the last year, how are you balancing it all? Well, I would say the, the number one thing is planning it out. So first, like first and foremost, between my wife and I, right? So we, we have to talk about these things. Like she wants to go out in the garage workout. I want to go in the garage workout. Like we both want to do. Do you and your wife um, work out together? Like I, I, no. No. I never. That's one thing like we've never gotten into and probably a go- it makes it a little bit easier now because if we did that, that would be tough to watch the boys yeah, all yeah. at the same time. Um, but no, I mean, we just have like different workout styles too, uh, just because I'm competing in strongman and stuff now. Uh, so just different things that we're doing mm-hmm. either way. Um, but the big thing is like, hey, we talk about it. I mean, she knows, hey, hey, or I'll say she, she knows basically like I work out four days a week, pretty set times or on the weekends. It's like, we're both going to work out. It's just going to be, Hey, it's your turn. Go. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's a lot of times like what it'll end up being like, Hey, we know which kids, like when somebody's going down for a nap, uh, if somebody's eating, 
Hey, if somebody already is already feeding them, Hey, go ahead. I already got them. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Uh, and whether it's 20 minutes that day, whether it's an hour, we just kind of build that into our schedules. Uh, but then part of it is too, like today, uh, and, and like the, I have the ability to build my schedule around it somewhat with patience and that type of thing, which is a lot easier. And like, that does certainly help. Um, but I drop off Cooper, the older one at preschool. Uh, I go to the gym that's literally down the street from there. And then I just came over to the office today because Max just was hanging with the grandfather uh, until Julie gets home today. So that's where it's the communication, not just between my wife and I, but then it's everybody that watches mm-hmm. the boys. Uh, and we're super fortunate there because her dad is retired. Uh, so he watches one or both of them a couple days a week. Her aunt lives down the street from us. Uh, my mom comes over one day a week. Uh, my dad, he'll be back into it soon. So it's like any and everybody is, is kind of helping out. Uh, and then even like some of the, I, I work late two days a week. So like one or both of her parents are coming over just to help her out too. Uh, so we're very fortunate from that standpoint. But we still, like I said, it's, it's about making that time. Uh, and I mean, the other thing then too is with our food, right? Like, we're not going to skimp on it. We're not going to just be like, Oh yeah, let's just go buy whatever. No, I mean, we're still making food, like whether it's making big batches of it sometimes, but not always like, yeah, we have the instant pot. We have the crock pot. We'll use those types of things. Uh, but then it's, Hey, maybe making up a bunch of burgers or a bunch of chicken or a bunch of fish or just whatever it is that week, or just a bunch of soup. So we just have mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, uh, especially now as it's getting colder, but yeah, when somebody's cooking, like somebody else is just going to, hey, watch the boys, just be playing with them. Uh, or the other cool thing is now the boys love helping to cook. Uh, is your son the same way? Like this is one thing that I don't know if I was really expecting this a couple of years ago when my older son was born. Yeah. Oh, no, he totally is. We, had, we got him a kitchen. Uh, he got a kitchen set for Christmas one year because he just loved being in our kitchen and he wanted to, and then we go over to other people's houses and they have a kitchen set and he just love it. So he'll climb up on the counter cause he could just, he could just jump up, pull himself right. up on the counter now and he'll, you know, want to stir things for me a day. Can I help you with this? And he, he'll get mm-hmm. plates for me. He'll get silverware for me. You know, even if it's like something where it's, you know, splattering grease or something like that, depending on what I'm cooking. Like, like yesterday <laughs> I made homemade crab cakes, right? It was my wife and I, it was our anniversary and I made, Oh, congratulations. And I made homemade crab cakes from scratch. And, you know, yeah. they're sizzling because I got it on, you know, good heat to try to get that nice sear with the butter and some ghee in the pan and all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just don't want him to stay there. And like, because of his height, you know, it's just when it splatters, it's going to hit him right in the face. You know, for me, it's going to hit me in the right. chest and, you know, it's dirty, my apron or whatever. But, uh, you know, for him, I just like, all right, come on, you know, stand back from this. And he knows. So he's really good about it. But yeah, he does. He loves like, Dad, can I help you with this? Dad, can I start that? So. He's, he's no stranger to the kitchen. I think one of our best things that we got was it's like a little stand. Uh, like he climbs up into it and already has like four sides around it. Like when he's standing in it uh, and we'll just push that around the kitchen so he can just stand there and be helping out too. It's on wheels. Uh, so that, no, no, it's, we put um, just like foam, not foam. Uh, just like little pads on the bottom like the of felt it. Pads. So it just slides across the floor. Yeah. Felt, yeah, thank yeah. you. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And it'll just slide across. Uh, but it's it's basically, like I said, it's a wooden platform. Um, and, and it was made, I don't even know what it's called, like some kind of tower. Uh, but then it's like four semi-open sides that he can kind of crawl mm-hmm. up and into uh, and then just stand up. And then it's still enclosed when he's standing there. So he can help cook, stir, like, he loves putting if, – if I'm making a shake or if we're cooking or something like that, he loves putting spices in things. Uh, so I have to be careful. <laughs> I'm glad to get a hold of like the right. cayenne and stuff because sometimes I've had some things where it's like, whoo, like it, it's, yeah. it's smoking. Because sometimes they have uh, the small holes and then sometimes uh, they have the bigger holes, you know, in the, in the shaker oh, or whatever. He just, once he starts shaking, like he just wants to keep going yeah, yeah. with it, right? Um, yeah, I mean sometimes it makes a little bit of a mess, but – it's just on the counter. You just sweep it into like just whatever else you were making. It just goes right back on top sure. and it's fine. Uh, but yeah, he loves doing that kind of stuff. Uh, he can cook. He can stir up eggs pretty well. Uh, so I think it's just introducing all of that in. And that's where it's, okay, it's going to be busy. And, and it's going to take, again, five minutes longer. So what? Right. It means he gets to do it. 
means we get to like he he has that appreciation for the food uh and the other so i'm saying appreciation and it's not on my mind right now because we're out of garden season but one thing that i love having and i don't think I, i think this is something that every family could easily have and it doesn't have to be a garden it has to be even just something in the windowsill just appreciating that food doesn't come from a grocery store like somebody has to grow it somewhere at some time uh and you and I have that appreciation, right? But if you're a kid and all you ever do is just see, show that, like, you don't even maybe go to the grocery store, like, with your parents. Maybe it's just, hey, it's showing up in the fridge. Well, do you really have any idea where food right. comes from? So I think having that idea, because we have to appreciate the food. Like, the sun is helping it grow. I mean, all of that. If you don't appreciate that, the water, the soil, all those parts of it, and just putting some love into it, then it's going to be hard for you to have and show that good relationship with food. So if you can do, even if, again, it's just a couple herbs on the gar- or like on mm-hmm. the windowsill, uh, or maybe it's a big garden in your backyard, whatever that looks like, I think something like that is fantastic because it's easy to make the time to do that. Or I'm thinking about other stuff like in the backyard. Like we have a couple fig trees, right? Uh, we don't have a big backyard, so we can't put like a ton of fruit trees there. But that and a couple berry bushes, they don't really take up much room. And they're super simple. Like there's not a lot of maintenance mm-hmm. that goes into it so just go out there when they're ripe you get to eat them it's fantastic yeah my, my uh my wife would bring my son into the garden a lot when she'd go up and harvest and you know come help me get the tomatoes and the peppers and you know things like that so he would definitely go up and help her with that and it's it's cool to get them involved plus it yes. gets their hands in yeah. the dirt a little bit plus you know obviously kids like that but then it's good from the <laughs> microorganisms perspective and like the energy perspective for humans you know it's just it's relaxing yes. it kind of grounds you a little bit so there's definitely a lot of benefits to it and i and i i like what you're saying about you know getting their appreciation for it of like appreciating the food and that's actually one thing that my son's really good about doing is every single time he sits down to have anything sometimes not usually not with snacks, but sometimes he's actually tried to do it mm-hmm. with dessert. And we're like, dude, we already gave thanks for dinner. You don't have to thanks. You know, you don't have to give <laughs> thanks for the, you know, whatever you're having for dessert. He's super thankful for the he dessert. He sits there Come and on. he prays. I mean, we'll go out to elevation burger or something like that. And he's like, yeah. Come on, dad, we got to pray. I'm like, yep, you're right, buddy. So he says, you know, he does name of the father, son, Holy spirit. And he's, uh, he's really good with that. He says grace at all the big dinners for Thanksgiving, Christmas, things like that. So he's been doing that for, years you know so yeah it's it's good and see that's what it's all about is that appreciation for food whether it's no matter what religion you are no matter like every religion has some appreciation for food as it is right like everybody has some type of blessing prayer i mean it doesn't matter what you want to call it it's just that appreciation of some sort i mean everybody knows for since we've had food like how much that yeah. means to I mean, it's really so just being really thankful, right? I mean, just, you know, every religion yeah. does have their own prayer or, or grace or something like that, but it doesn't have to, it shouldn't necessarily be labeled a religious thing. You know, if, if you think about it, it's just right. really being thankful, showing gratitude for, you know, the opportunity that you're given to, you know, have, have the food that you have. And 100%. And I think that's one, that's one practice I've, it's one I've been aware of for a while, but really it hasn't been until this year that I had like a true gratitude practice, like where every night, uh, usually not as, I don't get to do it as much with Cooper because I, Julie puts Cooper to, to sleep. I put Max to sleep. So like when I'm sitting in the chair, like, uh, just kind of rocking him, like getting him to sleep. Uh, I always, I always just tell him what I'm thankful for. Uh, and, I always tell him like, I'm thankful for him, thankful for the rest of the family. Uh, but then it's just whatever it was that day. And I always try and pick three different things. Like, I don't want to say every day, oh, I'm thankful for my food because I am, but I, I, I want to, I think there's you want to reflect a little bit more. Go about it you want to try to reflect and yes, just try to yes. go into a little introspection and see like, all right, really what, what else can I be thankful for? Yeah. Right. Now, maybe if it was, I had, I picked, the best tomato I've ever had that day. Well, okay. Different story. I want to reflect yeah. back on that. <laughs> uh, but it, it's uh, just even like um, Tuesday at the gym. Uh, I, I had a big lift for myself. Like I was really happy with that. I was really thankful for that. That 
my body let yeah. me do that, right? So having even just that kind of appreciation. And so I'm not going to do that every day. I mean, if I was in a PR every day, like that'd be fantastic, right? But it doesn't have to be that. Or it could be, hey, we were just talking to uh, today, like when we're recording this, there's supposed to be possibly a big snowstorm coming. It's, like, dude, it's coming. I'm, I'm watching out my window right now. It's coming your way. And yeah, you're 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 a little bit ahead of me on that. Like uh, maybe probably half hour, forty five yeah. minutes ahead of me. So it's coming. But I mean, hey, just the appreciation of hey, I can get home safely, right? Just those types of things, especially on and it doesn't have to be on a snow day. It can just be on a bright sunny day that I got to where I was going and my car got me there. And, and that's I have a, a roof really over cool my head thing while it's to snowing, think about right? too. Like I have I have shelter in the yes. snow. <laughs> I could be doing this yeah, podcast in the freezing cold hot. right now, getting snowed on, <laughs> my teeth tatter, <laughs> uh, teeth chattering. That could be kind of fun though, like doing doing a ice podcast yeah, or go. something. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to do that every time. <laughs> I'll find a nice fishing hole to jump into next time. There you go. Um, so you mentioned that you you got a PR. I know your favorite um, lift is the deadlift. If it, if we're talking more like conventional, is that what you got deadlift. a PR in? Uh, no, I was hitting, um, log press. I hit, uh, 235 on the log overhead. So I was nice, happy man. with that. That's real nice. Felt, When's felt the next strongman good. event? Uh, it'll be in January. I'm competing again. So kind of ramping back up for that. Uh, and, and I started working. So, uh, Todd Giorgi, who's, um, he, he's taking like all of Paul Check's work, like all Charles Paulquin's work. And did you hear about Charles I started Paulquin? working with him. I did. And, oh, it That's really a bummer, is. dude. I, do, I don't even know if there's <laughs> a. Uh, so, for anybody listening, Charles Pollockin was a really world-renowned Canadian strength coach. Uh, worked with very high-level athletes, Olympic athletes, uh, etc. And passed away at the age of what was he? Fifty-six, fifty-seven. I was going to say fifty-nine, oh, maybe but either way, like yeah. upper fifties, right? So, yeah, and it was way, just about 50s. what a month and a half ago. Approximately, yeah. yeah. Just I got the email and. It, like, I think it said R- R.I.P. Charles. And are they, are they talking about, like, Charles Paulquin or, like, a different Charles? Like, right. what, what is this? And then I opened it and was just, yeah. oh. I don't even know the okay. cause of death like, unless it, unless they, it hasn't, still hasn't been released. But it's pretty crazy. Uh, I haven't pretty seen crazy. anything, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, you were saying, yeah. um, who's, the guy, who's the guy that took Paul's oh, work yeah. and Charles' work? Um, okay. Todd Georgie. And he's been really helping me out, too. Because... I've I've come to recognize like it, it took me a while, but we're our own worst worst coach, right? So at least having somebody there to help out, and I recognize like the overhead is by far my worst event. So I still want to do well in competing. I want to get stronger, feel good doing it, but I I, I would always do things like deadlifting. Right. Where anything along those lines where I'm really good at, it. I love doing that. So I'll just stick with those. Right. Well, yeah, but that's not really going to serve me nearly as much. Uh, so he's really opened my eyes to that. Uh, and the other thing, and, and this is a big thing that he picked up from Charles, I think, is the tempo on exercises. Uh, being able to do a lot more holds, a lot more isometric work, a lot more slower eccentrics uh, and how that. I feel so much better mm-hmm. doing that. And, and I don't think I recognized it because again, I didn't implement a lot of it, but now it's, I, I can get a lot of that time under tension without feeling beat up in my joints right. as much because you're just not going through the ranges of motion, but you're still t- staying in that tension. And now I understand where, um, even where I've learned from Paul, a lot of those things now too, but I think that was the one thing he even uh, Todd, when I was uh, first starting to work with him, um, he did everything with Paul. He, he like, he went through all four like practitioner levels and he sat down with Paul and he goes, all right, so what do you want to do next? Kind of tell him. And he's Repeat like, that I one time. have a you great were, grasp. You, you broke up a little oh. bit right there. Was... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he sat down with Paul. And Todd like said, yeah, he, he sat down with him. And he's like, I, yeah, I don't have a good grasp on like the, the exercise programming as much as I want to. Right. And Paul immediately was just like, all right, you got to go with Charles. He's the best in the world at it. So oh, really. Right. Like Paul is <laughs> worlds above. I mean, so many people on so many different levels of, of knowledge. 
and application, I would say. But he even recognized, like, no, Charles is, like, knows his shit on this stuff. Like, he's really good. Uh, so maybe you didn't get it from me. Maybe I didn't know how to teach it mm-hmm. to you properly. Go yeah. study from him, right? So that's, I think, so cool is being able to let go of the ego enough to say, hey, I can't learn everything. I can't teach you everything. Here's somebody who can. They're going to be, this is what they do. This is what they geek out on. They are just the absolute world-class on this. You will learn what you Mm -hmm. need to from them. And so I've been able to see that in programming and and get a lot out of it. And now, I mean, feel the differences then for myself. So are all your workouts just, just for strongman stuff, right? I mean, yes and no. So right now I'm starting to get more into the contest prep. Uh, You're which starting to get what? I hadn't, so I competed, get it, get into the contest oh, okay. prep again. So I, I competed in August. Uh, and then up until probably about the middle of October, I didn't touch an implement. Meaning like I, all I did was body weight, dumbbells, barbells, like just your kettlebells. I mean, wh- whatever it is, but nothing, none of the odd implements uh, more so. So then it's just, hey, really trying to put on a little bit of hypertrophy work. Uh, so it's really taking time to stay in specific phases of training so that I can really get the most out of those. And then once that phase is complete, okay, move on. Build on each one uh, so that each one kind of feeds into the next to really get ready uh, for that ultimate level of the yeah. competition. How'd you do in August? Uh, it was my first win in an open class, so I was, I was pretty excited nice. about that. So now it's, now it's just chomping at the bit to get back to it. But I, so recognizing, like bringing this back almost to the family yeah. part of it, right? And, and being a dad is for me, competing twice a year, that works pretty well. Uh, would I like to go and compete more? Well, yeah. But at the same time, if I'm doing that, if I'm always going to be traveling, doing that kind of stuff or spending more time in the gym, I'm going to miss out on stuff going on at home. And I just don't want to do that. So really is trying to find what is it. If I do it two times a year, I can go through all the proper like strength phases. I can go through my hypertrophy phases and go through like really just my peaking phases. And it doesn't beat me up very much. Like I'm still feeling okay right now. Uh, I'll start feeling, I don't want to say run down because run down, isn't it? It's there's a, just, I feel a different feeling about myself once I just have to start training very heavy uh, it's, it's just that almost that nervous system fatigue. And it's funny, like I can eat absolutely everything in sight, uh, <laughs> and I'm still hungry. Um, sleeping, sleeping, I'm always pretty good about, and that's where it's talking about like finding how to work it into being a dad. Uh, there's not many nights that I don't sleep with one or both yeah. boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> like the little guy, a lot of times, like he might make it till, 10 o'clock, he might make it till 2 o'clock in his crib, and then he's up, put him in bed between us, and he's out like a light. Uh, or it's maybe just going over and sleeping in Cooper's bed with him. But, yeah, just making sure to get that rest. And if that rest means just sleeping with kids, like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, as long as they're not up and kicking all night, uh, it's it's a pretty yeah. good night's sleep. And as long as they don't get dependent upon that. Because <laughs> I've... I've known people where the kids get well, dependent and it's like, you know, then the parent can't get out of the bedroom. No. And you're right. And no, we, I, I, that's a really, I think such a double-edged sword. And I, I don't know that there's a, I, I'm sure there's no right or wrong because again, every family is different. Every situation, every kid is different. So you kind of have to find out like, how does it work yeah. for you guys? So, I mean, some nights we'll just, uh, if Max wakes up, either I'll go in or Julia will go in. It might just take five minutes. He comes back down and he just goes back into his crib. Uh, other nights it's, you know what, I'm just ready to go right back to sleep. <laughs> Bring him right in and just yeah. pass out. Too. See, and you, you know, you're talking about going back to the training piece of it and just the lifestyle aspect of it. You're training for specific things, right? You know, so like if, if we have people listening to this that 
you know, they're yeah. not competing. They're just trying to be, you know, they're just an everyday guy and they're trying to manage a healthy lifestyle, figure out how to implement some things. Maybe they want to get their body better, their energy up, testosterone up, whatever it is. Right. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just trying to do the best that they can with the situation that they have. I mean, you're planning for something specific, you know I mean? And yeah. so if, if the person who's not competing is listening to this, it's like, wow, this is actually so much easier you know, for me, I mean, you know, of course, maybe some of the other situations aren't the same, you know, but you're, you know, you're running a business, sure. you've got two kids, you you know, you have a wife. And so you're trying to balance competing, training, running a business and your family all at the same time. So it's definitely doable. Right. And and I think the biggest takeaway oh, is it's, it, it's just it's planning it out, doable. planning your exercise, planning your food. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, of course, the old cliche saying, if you, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Right. And, and you, th- yeah. you kind of wonder why we have these, like, as people would sometimes label like corny cliche sayings, it's like, but they really mean something, right? <laughs> they're still yeah, they're around, still for, around a for a reason. They're here to stay <laughs> because, you know, it, it's, it's a, such a valuable lesson. You're like, uh, you know, like the saying do or do not, there is no try by Yoda, of course. Right. Such a popular saying and people are like, yeah, yeah I know Yoda. And then, they, you know, but think about it the language that we use for ourselves is so powerful. If we say, Oh, I'm trying this or I'm trying that, you know, I've given, you know how many people I've given compliments to and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm trying. For, like, they don't even say thank you. <laughs> Sometimes they don't even say yeah. thank you. They just say, Oh, I'm trying. Or maybe they do say thank you. Like, thanks. I'm trying. Like, no, 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 no. Take ownership yeah. of the freaking accomplishments that you've been achieving and say, thanks. <laughs> you know, I've been working really hard at it, you know, and, and, and I'm, yeah. and I'm still going. You know, and just be proud of it instead of like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's like, no, you're either doing it or you're not doing it. You know, either you're giving it your all or you're not giving it your all. And if, even if you're not at your end goal, you're still making progress. And that's one of the biggest motivators is progress, right? So if you're making progress, you're still doing it. It's not that you're trying to do it. You're doing it. It's just that you're just not at the end, end result yet, which is okay. You know, but I think people think that they, it's like either they're, they're there or they're not there. And they're not acknowledging any, any in between. Tim, I feel like I just got an amazing motivation <laughs> speech right now. That, no, I, I am very serious about that. Like, I, I love how you're putting that into perspective because everybody can do this. Everybody can do what it is that they want to do with their health, with their body, with their kids, their family. Like, it, it, it really is within your reach. Just yeah. do it. it's it's hard to sometimes swallow that and it's it's okay if you're not ready like you're not ready i I get it and that's fine but it's there for you for you to just go and do i love that that was good now okay i I have to call you out is was it yoda that said that or was that bruce lee what do or do not there is no try yeah yoda man i thought bruce said it first i'm pretty sure it was uh Empire Strikes Back. Oh man, I was I was quoting. I knew Yoda said it. I just didn't realize he was the first to say. I don't it. know if Bruce Lee ever said it. If you type think, in "do or do not," I'm just doing it right now. "Do or do not." There is no try. Yeah, just images come up with Yoda. I'm gonna. I don't know if Bruce Lee right. said that though. And I don't. I might be wrong on that too. I was gonna say we're both probably wrong. If somebody said that ten thousand years ago, it's just coming back around, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Yoda might have said it 10,000 years ago. Yeah, right. Ago. Well, he was 400 years old. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, no, I, I, there, is a, there is a really good um, – no, it's, it's, basically, it's definitely Yoda because I just typed in Bruce Lee too after. Right. But I know there is a, um, a good thing that Bruce Lee said. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, it's, his, it's his water quote. Like he's talking about like being fluid like water, kind of like – you know what I mean? Yeah. He has a lot of good ones too. And yeah, I, sorry, I can't get back. I, like I keep thinking about one of the things mm. you said before um, with like, whether you have something specific you're training for or not. The, the biggest thing that I think that most people should take away is even if you, uh, okay. The time to not do something is never an option. And the reason for that I found is I can do, so many squats and so many lunges and so many push-ups, like throughout a normal, like I'll just call it, call it work day. Right. 
every, I, I set a timer now, uh, like when I'm in the clinic where every time that timer goes off, I'm going to go, I'm going to just do 10 squats. I'm going to do 20 squats, whatever it is. And like patients and other clinicians and stuff around me, like started noticing that. So it's like every time that timer's going off, everybody's mm-hmm. doing something. Uh, and it might just be like dropping down, holding a Superman for 30 seconds, like whatever that looks like, uh, just doing some corrective exercise. Maybe I'm just going to do a neck stretch whenever that comes up. The reason I'm saying that is like, I'm stretching my neck yeah. down now, right? Like it feels tight, but the time for it is, is always there. Just make it part of other things. So playing with the kids, I can't tell you how much more hip mobility I've been able to get in the last three years, just from rolling around, playing on the ground, like being able to just stretch out my spine, my hips, especially, uh, and how much more crawling work I've been able to do too, right? Like <laughs> just being able to be on the floor and just doing all that playing, all that pushing, uh, pulling. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I was actually, um, I did a presentation yesterday for a company and we were talking about exercise and a couple people, you know, said, well, what if you don't have a gym membership? What if you're not, you know, you don't have a lot of equipment in your house. And I said, you know, you could just turn, I said, you can use your stairs. I said, you know, if you, you can do body weight squats, you can go up and down your steps for your cardio. You can use your stairs for push-ups. you know, like, because if you can't do a push up on yeah. the floor and you even can't do a push up on your knees, um, you can do a push up on your second step, your third step, your fourth step, you know what I mean? So you can use your stairs as, you know, as like your treadmill or your elliptical or something like that, or your stair stepper. Right. And then I said to him, I said, you could always turn it into a little game, like put something heavy at the bottom of your steps, you know, whether it's something that you make like a, a backpack, you know, and you just throw a ton of stuff in it, you know, like a ton of water bottles or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And you almost make like a homemade sandbag with it. Right. Pick it up every single time you have to go up the steps, put it down and just go do whatever you have to do. And then when you're going back downstairs, pick it up and carry it back down with you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. you could take like Done. the rogue strongman sandbag and do that exact same thing, like hundred pounds and you're carrying it up. Now, if you've got a ton of other shit in your hand then it's maybe not going to be that easy, but you know what I mean? Like stupid little stuff like that. You could always turn it into a little game. Whereas like you're saying, every time the timer goes off, you're, you're basically like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> it's like timer goes off squats, timer goes off pushups, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, every time you go up the steps, pick up something heavy and, you know, pick it up and put it down, you know? So it's, it doesn't have to be that hard. It's just, it's like you said about planning it. Um, of course, you know, having the right mindset I've done, I've had some other people on, uh, on the podcast where we talk about mindset and that is really, really huge too, you know, because even though you're not training for an event, you know, like I have a client who's doing a marathon this weekend. I had another client who had just done three triathlons over the summertime and she hadn't done a triathlon in seven years and she was dealing with all this back pain and I got her out of pain and then she's just jumped right into triathlons again and she did great and she actually beat her times from seven years ago and so even if you're not training for something like that how about you just train to be a healthy happy and functional human being because that's never gonna I mean that's if you make that a goal as long as you're breathing mm -hmm. that should still be your goal Right. Right. The goal doesn't end. It's not like, okay, well, I did my triathlon. What's next? Or, you know, I just did my strongman competition. I crushed it. What's next? Like, all right, well, I'm going to crush the next strongman competition. Right. Or it's on to something else. So like, there's an end with that. Like this, that particular goal that I just gave, that doesn't end until you end, (laughs) you know? So it's just like, okay, it's as a constant fight. It's constantly, you know, planning it out. What am I going to do? How am I going to challenge myself with my exercise, with my, with my food, uh, with my sleep and all those other lifestyle factors. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I like what you're saying about the planning because I feel like that's just a, a simple thing. And uh, maybe if some people are out there saying, well, I'm not a very good planner. I don't really know where to start. That's why the, exactly. Help you. There's so many people out there, <laughs> there's resources, you know, they can reach out to you. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to drop your, your website here in, in a little bit, but you know, they could, they could reach out to you. You're a perfect example of somebody that could help them because you do, you're still taking one-on-one coaching clients, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why, but that's even why I said, like, I had to get a coach for mm-hmm. myself. Right. So it's, it's the same thing. Like, okay, I know how to do the planning of when I should be doing what, but I didn't have the right planning for what exercises looked like for me, what that recovery looked like for me, what, and so on and so forth with that. So it, again, it all came kind of down to planning and, and I needed some help kind of with that too. 
So yeah, it, everybody needs. Uh, I I don't know. It, Sometimes after I started about being having too, right? some coaches it's about in my being life. a little bit more humble, right? Because if if, if you're a fitness professional yeah, and, and you're oh, admitting yeah. the fact that you need help, which I totally get, yeah, like it's like you know if you can agree on the fact if everybody can agree on the fact that we don't know everything about everything, then we can all use a little mm-hmm. bit of help. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, just be a little bit more humble. Yeah. Being able to be humble, swallow the ego, say, Hey, can you help me do X, Y, Z? Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I, I think th- this is something I found out. Like the more, successful somebody becomes at whatever endeavor they're really in the more that they're looking for help in it uh i i I don't think that matters like think about the highest level of any sport are they still taking are they still getting new coaches whether it's strength and conditioning whether it's uh if it's a basketball somebody to help with them with their shooting form somebody to help with just overall conditioning somebody to help with their nutrition, somebody help, like so on and so forth. Like they are still trying to get to the absolute highest possible level right. at that. And that can be, Hey, if you're trying to be the best father, uh, oh, I'd have to look, I might even look at while we're talking here on my phone, like some of the better books that I've listened to on just being a better father, being a better husband, like um, all Gary Chapman's whole series. So his first one was the five love languages, but he has that for like the five love languages for kids. Uh, and it's like how for you to better love and show love and express love with your mm-hmm. kids. And there's one, uh, there might be just be one for dads. And I I've listened to, like, I've listened to the, just the specific spouse one. I I've listened, I think like three or four of his, um, I've listened to a couple others and I'm not remembering the names right now, but it's about just trying to be a better dad, a better parent, uh, trying to listen even on podcasts on that kind of stuff. So being able to tie that in and learn from other people that, Hey, talking, just getting us to get to talk right now. I, I, I think like there's other stuff that each of us is going to pick up during this. Like you talking about, like, I, I love the monkey bars and that's kind of something I, I we didn't get it um on our like uh swing set that we have for the boys right now but that might be something like i look into because the sw- the, the swinging standpoint i i love that to be able to just kind of crawl pulling with your hands rather than just crawling on the ground mm-hmm. is awesome you can maybe even just get like a, i mean we don't have anything in our backyard we just go to the park and do it but you know maybe you can even build something in your backyard or there's some kind of monkey bar set that you can just put out in the backyard cuz you know sometimes when they come with the jungle gyms like 3 and you can go back and forth, back and forth. But, you know, if you can get a little bit more, turn into like a little ninja warrior. Do... Uh, ninja warrior. Well, backyard. I have a good, like, maybe like the corner of the house, like, t- like do like almost like a slack rope, but more that you just like pull across in your hands, like mm-hmm. something like that. Like over connected to the uh, mm-hmm. set too. I'm going to have to play. I know what I'm going to have to play oh, with boy. coming up now. See, I, I definitely took new project. Call, so thank you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. That's awesome. All right. So the main takeaway is plan, plan it out and know that it can actually is possible plan it out. to, to do all this stuff. Plan it out. Absolutely. It, and that's the thing. If, if you plan it out, it is possible. If you don't plan it out, it might be possible. Like you just don't know. Cause you don't know. You don't know how much time you have. You don't know what each thing's going to take. And when kids come into play, like timing kind of gets thrown out the window, but you have a good idea what your kid's about. And if you don't have a good idea, like how your kid's going to react on things, I mean, get to know them a little better. That's what's just spending time and getting to know them. And I think that'll help with just some of the planning too. And it doesn't take a lot, right? You mentioned that you work out four days a week. Yeah. So you're training four days a week, you know what I mean? It's like, and how long are your workouts? Uh, About an hour, like until I do like warm up, finish everything. And then just like, uh, when I do like some of the strongman stuff, it sometimes does take like an hour, hour 10, but that's more, I don't like going that long, but that's more just by default of there's a lot of stuff to move around. And rest times, <laughs> it's right? all tucked just in high, random high corners. System activation, so you probably need a little bit more rest or no, you don't really give yourself. Yeah. That. So like, right. I mean, I'm doing 
today, I mean, in between sets of deadlifts, I mean, I'm taking five minutes. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit longer than your average minute or two minutes in between yeah. stuff. Okay. Awesome. Well, Nick, as with every episode, we end uh, with 10 questions for the guest. And these 10 questions yeah. were inspired by James Lipton and Bernard Pivot. So you ready? All right. Let's do it. Who is your hero? I, this is one I've, I've been thinking about this because I, I, I don't know that I can pick one. I think it's just going to have to be my parents. Uh, just trying to – both of them. Like they both taught me so many different things. Uh, and I'm an only child, so I was certainly close with them. So I, I would just have to simply say both awesome. of my parents. What excites you? What excites me? Uh, people having fun, just living life to the fullest and being able to share that with people. So for me, it's getting to do strong man, getting to be a father, getting to be a husband, getting to play with my dogs. And it's just having fun with that. And then I'm going to be working in the clinic later this afternoon, like getting to help people and just having fun with every day. What turns you off? Negativity for sure. Uh, and that's sometimes it's tough to swallow working with people that don't always want to heal, uh, and just that negative Nancy mentality. Mm-hmm. So no, got to find, find the root of why, where that negativity is coming from and, and kind of nip it in the mm-hmm. bud. What's your favorite sound? So you, you, you before we were talking, you, you said that your favorite sound, uh, I think was your son mm-hmm. laughing. And this made my immediate thing was, and, and I noticed it this morning. So there, I must have known you were going to ask this question. Uh, it's little feet running in the hallway. <laughs> uh, that that little like I, I was changing the little guy and Cooper. I just hear him running on by with that little mm-hmm. pitter patter. I would just have to say that's awesome. fine. What's your least favorite sound? Least favorite sound. I think we might have to just go back to something negative. Like, I don't want to hear the can't, no, never, won't happen. Like, that's just any mm-hmm. negativity. What is your favorite quote or saying? Favorite quote or saying? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go, I guess, with the Yoda one. Because <laughs> I'm not coming up with anything else good right now. <laughs> In a couple words, what should a dad be? A dad should be as much love as he can to his kids, his family, and he should be that role model to show health, show love, show what being being a human being is all about. In a couple of words, what should a dad not be? A dad should not be something that he doesn't like. Mm. This is one, anytime I, anytime my wife calls me out on something, right. And I recognize that, Oh, wow. I really need to change that. Like it's about not being contradictory, right. Finding what your values are and sticking to them. And if you want to change them, change them, but stick to your Mm. guns. If you could try any other profession, what would it be? I think I would geek out on being an engineer now. Cool. I I haven't decided on what kind. I really like a lot of, um, I I don't know, either that. I'm going to go engineer slash like uh, theoretical physicist, something like that. And finally, what would you like to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered for being me, like. (laughs) <laughs> being happy, being healthy, having fun with my kids, with my family, and just being there for that. Nice. I love it. That's a great place to end, Nick. Oh, um, real quick, not not ending there yet. Uh, where can everybody go to find out more about you? Social media, website, all that stuff. So, yeah, easiest place, evo-health.com. E-V-O. Uh, Bare Naked Health E-V-O Podcast. E-V-O-Health. Okay. Uh, barenakedhealthpodcast.com 
and like we talked about like depending on when this comes up nickharowski.com but any and all of those will kind of take links to podcasts social media all across awesome. the board and then um at evo health there's links for social media instagram facebook all that stuff so people can follow you there yeah everything's on there that's the easiest you way can to follow along yeah. your strongman stuff your strongman training that you're doing right now yeah that's why i got to get some more of that stuff up sometimes do, i'm curious as you're t- we're talking here do you find that you either want to post everything or nothing. And it's like hard to just find like those pinpoint things to put yeah, on there. Cause sometimes. I hate social media. <laughs> I, that's how I'm at. It's like, you, I either gotta do it's all such a chore or I just do it. Like I might post a couple days, like a couple times a day, or like once a day for like two, three weeks. And then I just don't do it for a month. Uh, so it's just, yeah, I, I have to find, well, you know, the challenge for me is I work that. from home. So I work from home, I eat at home, I right. train at home, I sleep at home, and then my son's here. So it's like I want to try to limit how much he's seeing. So we're talking about being a role model for your kids. I don't want myself uh, in my kids' eyes to be this guy who's just always on his phone, always on the computer. You know what that's I mean? A, so it's all just right. like – You pinpointed. That's my exact reason. I absolutely agree yeah. with you, Jim. Yes, that is it. 100%. You're yeah. right. So it's just like, you know, I'm I'm trying to make dinner because, you know, maybe Jimmy and I, we got to get to jujitsu at six o'clock and we got to eat by 4.30, 4.45. So we're not too full. And plus he takes like half an hour to 40 minutes to eat anyway. And so, you know, I'm trying to do this. It's like, okay, I could take a picture of this. I mean, and sometimes I just try to snap a picture after the fact and be like, you know, okay, this is what I had for dinner. But sometimes I'm not thinking about that. You know, it's not like I don't want to share it, you know, but yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just social media. Man. <laughs> it's it's not going anywhere though. It's not going anywhere. So it's gonna develop. It's gonna it, morph it into is. something. And just it has something no to do with the robots and the machines taking over. I, I'm, I'm convinced. Uh, who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you so much for being on the Warrior Dads podcast. It was a great interview. Um, and so, any, for anybody listening, go check out Nick and learn more about him at evo, evo-health.com. Check him out on Instagram, Facebook. He's got a lot of cool things about his strongman stuff. Um, great philosophy, great guy. And, uh, yeah, I'm so grateful for you to be on the show, man. Jim, thank you so much. This has been absolute blast and really appreciate what you're just getting out and sharing with a lot of cool dads Thanks, out man. there. I appreciate that. All right, have a good thank one. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a Warrior Dad.